Now, can you explain to us the realities of human trafficking and modern slavery in Sierra Leone? Yeah, this is evidence-based that the trafficking is indeed a social challenge at the moment. Even though we have the 2005 Act on Anti-Trafficking, we still see more and more young persons being trafficked. As recent as October, we had 170 young persons coming in from Libya and Iraq, and these people have been recruited by the Ministry of Labour in the guise of wanting to give them job opportunities. Young people grab such opportunities with the intention that they're going to be paid $2,000, $3,000. They come to Iraq or, or Libya, they only find out that they're being paid $100 or less and are actually being sold for social exploitation. So would you say that international cooperation is really key then to, to, to challenging that? It is very strategic because even though they had made the anti-trafficking human rights law, nobody's enforcing it. Like I said, um, people just want to do it because these are international requirements. Possibly when they are on the table wanting to negotiate for resources as a government, they say, yes, we have this as, as one of the laws. Those who actually become victims or survivors of trafficking eventually return back home and have nothing at all to support them. They come as failures, they've been rejected by their families, and there are no social programs in place for their integration. So it would require a international pressure on government to reinforce and to enforce those laws and to see that the church actually speaks out, B, to see that there are some resources or funds allocated for certain integration programs. So advocacy is a big role, you think, for the church in Sierra Leone? It does, because if the church doesn't speak out, then the people would not see what is going on. And government also sometimes, because of the constituency of the church, we are everywhere, and there is due respect for the bishops and the church in, in the country, the church should speak out. Because once you don't speak out, then not, nobody seems to act. Those who are acting possibly have the interest, and I'm pretty sure that the church have, would have the interest of promoting human dignity and social justice. Whereas you have others who really want to be part of the multilateral business and the great business to make money out of it. So we'll say church should speak out, in the best interest of promoting social justice and the upholding of human dignity. Would you say that the church and the law enforcement are working well together in Sierra Leone? I don't see any formal, I don't see any formal relationship between the law enforcement and the, the church. Incidentally, most of the senior officers are Catholics themselves, but as a church we have not taken that challenge to say we have a role in engaging, meaningfully engaging the senior officers who because of their faith, are Catholics and would want to see every reason why they respect the, the visions and the voices of the church. But we also see that the bishops themselves or the pastors themselves, I think they need more, more trainings, more knowledge, deeper understanding, more evidence-based in terms of human trafficking, because the pastors can only preach on the pulpit, the priests can only preach on the pulpit if they have evidence, or the bishops can include in the pastoral letters if they have evidence, which means knowledge generation training and advocacy and lobbying, and some support is required. Because if the bishop, for instance, wants to engage the media, will require payment, and the diocese may not have the money to pay for television or radio programs, or want to have community awareness raising programs, they may not have funds in the schools. So although they might want to have it done, the, the training is required, but resources are also required as well. We also think that there's need for a formal structure if we don't have anti-human trafficking or chaplains in the communities who would actually engage at parish level, at church organizational levels to talk about anti-trafficking, then it will continue. 
but because of the trust of the church, of the church's view, would say, have more trainings and the pastors can engage. So that's the challenge, really, to the church, to have more pastors engage in it, and also for resources. Sure, because even if the pastors want to talk about it, but they're not trained, they're not capable, they don't have the capacity. A, they're not even aware that the 2015 Act and the Anti-Trafficking Act does exist. What are the implications? And what, do you, what are the procedures? How do you prosecute or how do you prevent? They need trainings in that nature. We also think, even if they want to do that, probably they might want to have articles published or people coming to grant interviews, engaging people at, at using social media or having community drama groups. These would definitely require some form of resource allocation. So you have the, you have the dual approach that, that there is the willingness of the church to speak out for the promotion of social justice. On the other side, they don't have the capacity, they don't have the knowledge, they don't have the resources. So yes, the church can meaningfully engage the law enforcement, but the local church in Sierra Leone would definitely require some resources to engage meaningfully.